to the Top Diz. I'm your host, Ty. Today, I'm going to be talking about my top Hollywood studios. So the Top Diz is Top Hollywood Studios is going to go through multiple aspects of Hollywood Studios, and I'm giving you my favorite things within Hollywood Studios. My things around experiences, around meals, around attractions, around snacks, around photo passes, resorts. I'm giving you my top items within Hollywood Studio. Hopefully you all can take this on your next trip. Maybe you'll hear things that you've never done. Maybe you'll be like, hey, what was he talking about here? Hopefully you'll take this tops list and just think about your next trip and think about the next time you go to Hollywood Studios and maybe it'll impact you know, what you want to do. Uh, however, these are the items that, that I want to do when I go to Hollywood Studios. It's my top items. I'm going to start with top experiences. When I talk about top experiences, I'm not talking about attractions. I'm talking about shows. I'm talking about things to do within Hollywood Studios. I'm going to give you three items to do uh, from a top experience standpoint. So the third is going to be Fantasmic. So this is the nighttime show or one of the nighttime shows at Hollywood Studios. Fantasmic is amazing. It's a big, huge water theater. Uh, you get to see multiple, multiple characters. You get to see a laser light show on water. Kids will love this show, think it's fantastic, especially if they're huge Disney fans. It's really, really cool. I highly recommend going to Fantasmic and seeing that show. It definitely is quintessential Disney um, that you get to see. If you've never done it before, I highly recommend it. And it's something that um, I don't do every time I go to Disney World, but it's always good to go visit. And if you've never done it before, you definitely should. And it's the Fantasmic. It's the nighttime show. It has fireworks. It's got... Uh, like I said, laser light shows and water and all the Disney characters to enjoy. And uh, it's fun. It's a really great time. It's in the evenings at Hollywood Studios. And that's my number three in my top three experiences within Hollywood Studios. Number two is a, sh is a show. Oh, it's show slash uh, performance. And it's the for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. This sing-along celebration is awesome, especially if you have Frozen fans in your group. If you've got kids that love Frozen, if you love Frozen, it's a very good stage show. These actors do a fantastic job. Elsa and Anna and Sven and all the folks from Frozen. And, and you get to sing all the great songs from Frozen. And it's fantastic. I don't want to ruin the end, but the ending is phenomenal. I mean, the ending to the show is amazing. I mean, you're, you're kind of cooling off at a hot day at Hollywood Studios, and the ending, I don't want to ruin it, so go see it. Enjoy that show, and I mean, it's awesome. During the show, there's humor throughout, and some of the humor is adult humor that kind of goes over a kid's head, so it's really interesting. It's a good show, and like I said, the finale is fantastic must do. It's top two experience uh, in Hollywood Studios uh, for me. My number one top experience within Hollywood Studios is Savi's Workshop. 
in Sabi's workshop, you get to build a lightsaber. And it is breathtaking to do if you're a Star Wars fan. And probably if you're not a Star Wars fan, I don't know if I would suggest or not because it is really expensive. It was $199 to do. And actually, I think they just raised it to $220 as I'm recording this podcast. So it's expensive. I think you have to be a Star Wars fan. But if you are a Star Wars fan, this experience makes you feel like you have the Force or you're part of Star Wars. It's amazing. And these lightsabers are not your average lightsaber. They aren't the ones you buy at your local big box or whatever. They are substantial. They're heavy. They come with kyber crystals, which if you didn't know, kyber crystals are what lightsabers run off of. You get to pick what color kyber crystal you have, which impacts the color of your lightsaber. You get to pick what kind of hilt of a lightsaber you have. And the actors in this uh, Sabi's workshop, in this whole experience, just take you away and make you feel like you're truly making a real lightsaber. I think the biggest issue that people have after this is they don't know what to do with that lightsaber. They sell uh, displays at Hollywood Studios that kind of make your lightsaber lay flat, but there's not really a place to put that in most homes. I personally purchased uh, from Etsy one that holds it up horizontally on the wall, like the hilt of the lightsaber sits in it. Then there's a part that holds the top. And so it, uh, it sits it sits nice and neat up against the wall right near uh, a light switch in my office. And so anyway, just you can Google that or kind of check that out on Etsy. It is expensive. It is an amazing experience. And the lightsaber is fantastic. I take it on my trips during, uh, during Halloween as I'm walking around because it lights up and it's like a cool flashlight. Uh, very expensive flashlight, but it's very neat. So Sabi's Workshop, if you're a Star Wars fan, I think it's something that you have to do. You have to experience it. It's my number one top experience in Hollywood Studios. So next top thing that I'm taking you to in Hollywood Studios is, is snacks. So I'm going over my top three snacks within Hollywood Studios. And coming in at number three is blue or green milk. You may be saying, what is blue or green milk? Well, in Star Wars, uh, throughout all of the movies, there is blue or green milk. So Luke had blue milk with his aunt and uncle in the first series. And in the last series, we had uh, green milk where he was um, milking an animal uh, in like the caves or the island that he lived on. And so blue or green milk, you get to try... And Galaxy's Edge, which is in Hollywood Studios, Black Spire Outpost, and they're different. They are a extremely different drink. The blue milk and green milk taste totally different. One of them kind of tastes like Fruity Pebbles, which is the green one, and the blue one, I don't really know how to explain it, uh, but they are like a plant-based drink. I personally like the blue milk. I am a blue milk fan. I know... Tom Brady just went to Hollywood Studios and, and they had him try blue and green milk and he chose blue milk. Some people absolutely hate both colors milk and don't enjoy the milks at all. You can get uh, these milks with uh, alcohol in them. 
I have not tried that, uh, so I'm not sure about that. I've heard mixed reviews. But definitely it's a must-try if you're a Star Wars fan. It's a Instagrammable drink for sure. People always take a picture of it in front of uh, one of the one of the TIE fighters that's there right in front of where you buy the green and blue milk. But it's a must-try, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, and it's the number three snack for me within Hollywood Studios is the blue or green milk. Try it out. Let me know how it is. Number two snack on my list. We are going a little bit outside of Galaxy's Edge, so right across from Muppets 3D, right past Star Tours, right near Dinan Sci-Fi Cafe is Baseline Tap House. Baseline Tap House has a Bavarian pretzel and it is huge and it's super good and it comes with beer cheese. It's amazing. Now, Baseline Tap House is geared more towards adults and less towards family. It's mostly alcoholic beverages and some small foods, uh, but anybody's welcome. The Bavarian pretzel is amazing. You gotta get it if you wanna go and just have a snack. It's definitely better than any Mickey pretzel or Simba pretzel that you can get within all the Disney parks. The Bavarian pretzel at Baseline is just a great time. You can eat it out on the patio, do some people watching, get a good beverage, and enjoy some time. So the Bavarian pretzel at Baseline is my top two snack. Highly recommend it. There's also good restrooms right across from Baseline that kind of made them so people would not go into Sci-Fi Cafe uh, right across. But the Bavarian pretzel there at Baseline Tap House is number two snack. It's a definite get. Number one snack, you may have heard this on one of my other podcasts. My number one snack right now in Hollywood Studios is the Wookiee Cookie. The Wookiee Cookie is the at the Backlot Express, which is right near Star Tours, in between Star Tours and Indiana Jones uh, Stunt Spectacular. And the Wookiee Cookie is there, and it is basically a glorified oatmeal cream pie. You get two giant oatmeal cookies and just amazing cream in the middle. Like I said, it's like a giant oatmeal cream pie. And then on top is, uh, it looks like Chewbacca from Star Wars and it's got his little bandolero or whatever it may be, like the little thing with the, he's got like his hand grenades or whatever in it. And so that's on top of the cookie and that's why it's called the Wookiee cookie. It's fantastic. So please, Go get the Wookie Cookie at Backlot Express. It's my number one top snack. And then a very similar item that's in Hollywood Studios that didn't make my list is the Carrot Cake Cookie. So the Carrot Cake Cookie is at Trolley Car Cafe, which is the Starbucks at the end of um, of the road there in Hollywood Studios at the Trolley Car Cafe. And it's essentially two carrot cakes with that same cream in the middle. Um, and so it's pretty amazing, um, but the Wookie Cookie is number one on my top snacks. Now I'm going to go to, let's go to some resorts. So if you're planning on going to Hollywood Studios and maybe that's the only park you're going to, maybe you're coming down, you got one day at Disney, you got to ride all these amazing rides and the newest rides, and you're only going to Hollywood Studios and you're like, I just want to be able to walk there and be part of that world. So top resorts are going to be, uh, Disney-wise, the boardwalk. The boardwalk is walking distance 
to Hollywood Studios. So it's number one on the list, and it's it's geared more towards like teenager adult boardwalk is but there's also great things for kids to do at boardwalk and you are within walking distance of hollywood studios and that's the best part of it so that's why it's my top resort for hollywood studios and with the boardwalk there you can actually walk to that skyliner that's right there as well um with hollywood studios boardwalk's just fun in the evenings they have you know people come out like jugglers um people just doing different stuff it feels like you're on a boardwalk up in the northeast somewhere it's a fun fun place there's like dance halls there's piano bars there's places to eat and if you don't like the stuff there you can walk across the way to the yacht and beach club or you can actually even walk to epcot as well so boardwalk is my top disney resort if you're just going to hollywood studios and then um, outside of Disney Resorts, the Swan and Dolphin are right there as well. So the Swan and Dolphin are what they call a good neighbor resort. So you get a lot of the same perks as staying at a Disney property, but it's actually owned by Marriott. And the Swan and Dolphin are there. And actually the Dolphin side of the hotel is closest to Hollywood Studios and closer walk. So recommend you getting into that Dolphin Hotel and being able to walk to Hollywood Studios. Uh, it's just... You're paying less money than you would staying at a Disney property, yet getting a lot of the same uh, items. And plus, you're in walking distance to Hollywood Studios. You're in walking distance to Epcot. And I highly suggest all those hotels in the area for any run that happens at Disney. So if you are a runner and you sign up for any of the runs that they do, like the Walt Disney World Marathon or any of the runs throughout the year, the Boardwalk, the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, the Swan and Dolphin are all resorts where you can walk to Epcot and essentially walk to the start-finish line and don't have to worry about traffic. So I know a little off-topic, but anyway, top resorts for Hollywood Studios would be Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin. Now we'll go to we'll go to my top photo pass uh, or magic shots within Hollywood Studios. Uh, my number three is going to be the Jedi Temple Trials. This is something that before all these new rides like Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge came, this was like the top thing to get at Hollywood Studios. And what it is is you sign your child or kid up for the Jedi Temple Trials and they get to participate in learning how to use a lightsaber and then they actually get to battle someone from the dark side. So usually they're Kylo Ren or Darth Vader. And man, if you are a Star Wars fan, there is nothing better than you getting photo pass pictures of your child fighting Darth Vader. I know it's some of my most treasured pictures of my daughter fighting Darth Vader. I mean, it's amazing. There's photo pass pictures and I mean, just really cool. I highly recommend it. And so to sign up for Jedi Temple Trials, you got to go in um, to the park, and it's kind of the far left near Indiana Jones um, past um, 50s Primetime Cafe, and you got to sign your child up. And it used to be everybody used to dart and run to be that first person, and now with all the other attractions there, um, it hasn't become as popular first thing in the morning. However, it's still pretty popular, so if you want to, Get your child signed up for Jedi Temple Trials. You got to get there a little bit earlier 
Um, however, right now with COVID, none of that is happening, but you get some really great pictures and that's why it's number three for top PhotoPass pictures because they're, there's PhotoPass cast members that are taking pictures of the whole thing and you get all those in your My Disney Experience app and it's just, it's just amazing. Second top PhotoPass uh, magic shot for me is Grogu or Baby Yoda you get uh, amazing picture of Grogu or and or Baby Yoda, whatever you call him, at Galaxy's Edge. And so it's at the entrance of Galaxy's Edge where Toy Story Land meets it. So right near Alien Swirling, Swasser, Alien Swirling Saucers, uh, as you come into Galaxy's Edge there, uh, there's usually a cast member there taking photos and sometimes they're there by themselves because people don't realize they're there but it's awesome photo pass magic shot of Grogu or Baby Yoda your kids will love it to be standing by him kind of hovering in his egg so that's number two top photo pass for Hollywood Studios the Grogu Baby Yoda number one is the super zoom at Galaxy's Edge and the super zoom is amazing and if you've listened to previous podcasts, I talked about it before, but it's up by Docking Bay 7, and you kind of look out at the Millennium Falcon from Docking Bay 7, and there's a camera way off in the distance. It takes a picture of you, and it like kind of zooms into you right by Docking Bay 7, and then zooms out and has kind of the landscape of Galaxy's Edge, and then also of the Millennium Falcon. It's just fantastic, and there's lots of great photo pass um, options within Hollywood Studios, but that's number one for me, the Super Zoom at Galaxy's Edge. But there's different ones you can get. There's Toy Story Land. You can get one of the Army Men parachuting. You get, there's a new Galaxy's Edge one where it's kind of like a small world. There's like TIE fighters around you. You can get the classic film strip, Magic Shot. You can get a Magic Shot with balloons. Sometimes you can get Jack-Jack. You can get Olaf. Uh, multiple different photo pass, but mine top three were the Jedi Temple Trials, the Baby Yoda, and the Super Zoom at Galaxy's Edge. I just realized they're all Star Wars that shows you I am a Star Wars fan. So those are my top photo pass magic or and or magic shots. So continuing on to my top Hollywood studios, we're going to go over to my top restaurant. My top restaurant in Hollywood studios if you've listened to me, you may already know this, but it is the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. I just love this place, and it's it's amazing. I feel like it's just a great respite from Hollywood Studios that doesn't have much shade. You go into this very dark room, and there are multiple cars within this room from the 1950s, and there's a giant drive-in theater screen playing Sci-Fi sci-fi tv from the 1950s and it's just awesome i mean you get to sit in these cars and they sit a whole family either four or six and then sometimes they have joining cars that where you get like 12 people it's just fun and it's just great time i love sitting in the back and having my kids sit in the front seat and it's just some time where the family gets to relax maybe not um totally interact with each other and watch some 50 sci-fi tv you get cheeseburgers you get milkshake you get french fries if you're looking for an amazing meal this is probably not the place for you but it's just the ambiance is why i want to go there the food's okay it's not 
amazing. Like you're not gonna leave this place and be like, oh my gosh, that's the best burger I've ever had. It's just okay, and uh, I just it's just awesome. Like I love the place. I mean, it's just fantastic. I, I don't know why there aren't places like this everywhere in the country, but the Sci-Fi Dining Theater just takes you away to another place, and they totally engage you with this dining theater like you're in a drive-in and just highly recommend it. It's really hard to get. So I know I've talked in the past about advanced dining reservations. Highly recommend this as an advanced dining reservation. Just trying to get that 60 days out or 180 days out if they go back to what their normal time out was. It's a really difficult one to get. You can do walk-ups to Sci-Fi Dine-In. However, if you do walk-ups, you generally are put at the back of the restaurant and you don't get to sit in one of the mini cars within the building. But the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater is my favorite restaurant with, within top, within Hollywood Studios, so it's definitely my top restaurant. So I just wanted to give you one of the restaurants, but I did want to go through top meals. I wanted to give you my top meals in Hollywood Studios, so I wanted to give you a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. And what you're going to find funny about this is the Sci-Fi Dining Theater didn't make any of these lists of breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but I want to go over what my favorite items were. So top meals in Hollywood Studios for breakfast, it's at Woody's Lunchbox, and it is the breakfast bowl. It has potato barrels or hash browns, whatever you want to call them, but the little potato barrels, and then there's brisket gravy and eggs I mean it is I don't know like even the first time I got it I was like I don't I don't, I don't know if this is going to be good you know kind of you know, like well you know we'll, we'll give it a try but it is awesome I love it there's not a lot of breakfast options within Hollywood Studios and uh, this is the winner this is the winner for me so if you're able to get uh, the breakfast bowl there Woody's lunchbox box with potato barrels and brisket gravy and eggs it's a winner uh, it's really good. Um, so that's my top breakfast meal. Top lunch meal is the Ronto Wrap. And the Ronto Wrap is located in Galaxy's Edge. And it's, you can get it at two places. You can get it at uh, Ronto Roasters, which I recommend, or Docking Bay 7. So Docking Bay 7, it comes with chips. And it's a little more expensive. Uh, Ronto Roasters, you can only get it there for lunch and or breakfast. They have a breakfast version. Uh, version that's a little different uh, but the lunch version the Ronto wrap is essentially it's roasted pork um, and grilled sausage with a peppercorn sauce and tangy slaw so think about it's a big piece of grilled sausage and this roasted pork is I don't know it's kind of like a carved meat of pork it's really good and then that sauce, that peppercorn sauce they put in there is awesome, and so is the slaw. It's just different. It's totally different. It's served in like a non-bread, almost like a giant taco, but it's non-bread. And it's awesome. I highly recommend it. It's an amazing snack um, or lunch within, within Hollywood Studios. And like I said, you can get it at those two different places. So that would be my lunch item that's my favorite within Hollywood Studios. So going to dinner in Hollywood Studios, I gotta go with the our famous Cobb salad from the Brown Derby in Hollywood Studios. You can Google this, you can have people talk about it, but it's 
it's like number one on, on everybody's list that goes to the Brown Derby. You got to try the Our Famous Cobb Salad. I know it's just a Cobb Salad, uh, but it gets the best reviews that you could possibly see out there. People love it. People go to Hollywood Studios just to go get this Cobb Salad, um, whether it's for lunch or dinner. But I think if you're eating around and you're eating all these snacks throughout the day and you had a heavy breakfast like the breakfast bowl and you had a Ronto wrap and you've had a Wookiee cookie and you've maybe had a Bavarian pretzel at baseline and you've had some blue or green milk like you may be in mood for something light so I would go with that uh, our famous Cobb salad at the Brown Derby lounge uh, within Hollywood Studios so those are my top three meals for breakfast lunch and dinner at Hollywood Studios now I'm gonna go on to let's just say a top hack so hack with uh, Hollywood Studios is you have access to the Skyliner Skyliner is right in front of Hollywood Studios if you're not staying on property I highly recommend just walking out of Hollywood Studios for a little bit and going on a ride on the Skyliner it is like another ride so if you're not staying at one of the Skyliner resorts or you don't have to take the Skyliner I would highly recommend just coming out of Hollywood Studios jumping on that Skyliner maybe going to see a different resort, or maybe you wanna change it up. Maybe for lunch, you wanna to go to Beaches and Cream, which is one of my favorite spots. Uh, Beaches and Cream is actually at the Yacht Club or Beach Club there um, near Epcot at that resort. And you can take the Skyliner there and get some Beaches and Cream, which is like cheeseburgers, ice cream, um, some really good food. So you can you can take that many places. You can go to the Riviera Resort. You can go to you can go to many places on that Skyliner. So you can open your menu up to lots of different items that you could go eat, or you can just take it for a ride, which I recommend. So if you haven't ridden the Skyliner, just a hack. If you're at Hollywood Studios and you want a break, just go take a Skyliner ride. It's enjoyable, and uh, highly recommend it. All right, so finishing up my Top Hollywood Studios podcast, I am going to talk about my top attractions. So my top attractions within Hollywood Studios, and I'm going to start with number five. Number five is Star Tours. Star Tours is awesome. I am a Star Wars fan, but Star Tours is great. You essentially get into a motion simulator. It's 3D, so if you don't like 3D motion simulators, you may not love this ride, but it is awesome. There's definitely different scenarios. They claim that there's up to 60 different scenarios that you can get, but you get to see new Star Wars, old Star Wars, different places within Star Wars. It's a fun ride. I think every kid enjoys this ride. One cool thing about this ride is they always pick out someone to be the spy, which is why you have to take off in this ship never been the spy as many times as i've been on this uh this ride i've never been the spy they usually choose a, a kid so uh you know so much for that but um star tours it's awesome i highly recommend it it's it's over near indiana jones near backlot express and star tours it's been there since since the opening of hollywood studios but i still feel like it's a must do every time i go to hollywood studios and it comes in, a, in a number five for me as a top attraction at Hollywood Studios. Number four is a new ride, and that is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. 
this is just so fun. It's pure Disney. It's amazing. I mean, the technology that they've put into this ride is phenomenal. You'll be in this room um, for one scene, you'll come out of it, and then you'll go back in that room, and it's totally different. Uh, it's a, it's awesome. I mean, it's just fun. It's fun for the whole family. You can take the smallest child to the oldest child on this ride, and they're going to enjoy it, and everybody can ride it. And it's phenomenal. I highly recommend it. And the only problem is, is I haven't got to see the full ride effect, actually. So you're supposed to start off by watching a Mickey and Minnie short. So one of the new shorts that they've created. And then the screen kind of opens up and then you go through to go get in line to get on this ride. I unfortunately have not seen that. And not many people have. Because it was only, I think you only got to see that for a few weeks before uh, COVID-19 kind of shut the parks down. And then ever since they've opened back up, they've taken that piece of the ride away where you just go directly onto the ride. So there's no more standing in a room with people watching a video. So it's changed a little bit. And I've unfortunately haven't got to see that part as the majority of people haven't. Uh, but it's a great ride. And one thing that really, the rideability of this is amazing. Like I feel like you could keep going on this multiple different times. There's lots of hidden Mickeys, like more hidden Mickeys than you could ever imagine. Uh, and so I think a goal would be to find all those different hidden Mickeys. Uh, with this ride, like it, it, there's definitely a rush in the morning to get on this ride. So you could rope drop it and get on it really at the first thing in the morning. Or if there's already people in line and it's quite a long wait, I feel like this ride really frees up in the afternoon and in the evening. Um, late evening, I don't feel like there's that much of a wait at all for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I think that's that says a lot, like that ride, and then also Smuggler's Run, I think in the evening, are, are two rides that really lighten up as far as wait time if you're still in the park at night. Um, so number four is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Number three was a rockin' roller coaster. I love rockin' roller coaster. It is definitely the f funnest roller coaster. Well, I don't know, you know, Everest is pretty fun over in King, but rockin' roller coaster is awesome. It is the only roller coaster with a loop in Disney World, which my daughter didn't even realize when the loop was that when we went on it, like, cause it shoots you out really quick and you do the loop first thing and then you have some corkscrews, but she didn't even realize we did the loop when we did it. The rockin' roller coaster, is all the way down at the end near Tower of Terror, near Lightning McQueen Academy, and it's just fun. It's, it's flat out fun. I feel like it's getting a little dated with Aerosmith because a lot of kids these days don't know who Aerosmith is. I think even some of them think it's a made-up band <laughs> that Disney made up. So just an idea, if you like Aerosmith, maybe you get your kids to listen to some of it before you go try this ride. I'm sure at some point they'll reimagine this ride and we'll end up with, I don't know, you know, some new person's rock and roller coaster. We'll have like uh, Drake or Cardi B rock and roller coaster or something. Who knows? But um, I'm sure at some point it'll evolve, but it's fun. It's exciting. It's coaster. It's all indoors. It's dark. It's like you're on a limousine going to a rock show, but that limousine is going upside down. It's going in corkscrews. It's going every which way, but it is fun for everyone that that tends to go on it and you can actually go on it and be pretty small uh, but you know it's one of those that sometimes you have to work up to uh, with kids if you have little kids or you know if you don't want to warn them they can just jump on but 
Um, some cool stuff in there. There's some cool hidden Mickeys um, in the pre-show that they're not actually doing right now. It's because of COVID. But Rock and Roller Coaster is a must. It's number three on my Hollywood Studios top attraction list. Coming in at number two, we're just walking down the street. We're going right across the street to Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is amazing. The theming of Tower of Terror is fantastic. I love the building. I love the dilapidation of the building, how they've got like fountains that are water fountains that are all dried up in the queue and inside everything is dusty and spider webs and cobwebs and you see it in the pre-show and then you go down to the boiler room. It's just the queue is awesome. The The queue is the line that you have to wait in to get onto the ride. And it's just very immersive. I love this ride at night. At night, like, it just has a different feeling. Like, it just feels spooky and haunted. Um, but Tower of Terror is awesome. You, you get in this elevator and you kind of, you know, go up and then you go through different scenes and then you get dropped and then you go back up and you get dropped and you go back up and then there's actually different ways that your car gets dropped and, and put back up as well so you can ride this ride a few times and it, and it be different but my favorite part especially in at night is when you're you're kind of falling and you get and then it takes you back up really fast the the doors open and you get to see all of hollywood studios at night lit up from that ride it's just awesome it's a great ride i mean if you lose your stomach i guess it's not the best ride for you because uh, you're definitely going to lose your stomach on this ride. It's fun. I, I really enjoy it. I encourage you all to, you know, if you're squeamish or don't like those rides where you lose your stomach, maybe you watch a YouTube video on it or, you know, maybe you, you don't ride it. But you could even go through the queue uh, with your family and just see the cool stuff I was talking about and, and step through and you don't have to actually get on the ride. You just tell the cast member at the end that you're not riding and, and, they'll, and they'll escort you out. But Tower Terra. Tower of Terror, number two, and is, is a top Hollywood Studios attraction for me. All right, going to number one. Number one, so um, just to go back, so five of Star Tours, four, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, three, Rock and Roller Coaster, two, Tower of Terror. There's a lot more great rides in Hollywood Studios um, that didn't make my number one. I mean, you got Slinky Dog, you got Toy Story Mania, you got Smuggler's Run. There are just lots of different rides within Hollywood Studios, but my number one is Rise of the Resistance. This is probably the number one ride in the park for most people right now that go to Disney World. And that's why I'm doing this Top Hollywood Studios because I feel like this is the park that everybody is trying to go to right now. And Rise of Resistance is the most important thing to do. And it's tough to get. It's tough to get a boarding pass on Rise of the Resistance. And I've talked about in the past how you gotta set up your atomic clock to uh, get that boarding pass. You gotta know like right there 659 you need to start trying to get that boarding pass for rise of resistance and you have another opportunity at one if you don't get a boarding pass at seven so it's one of those rides where you can be you can be at your hotel trying to get your rise of the resistance boarding pass and if you don't get that rise of resistance boarding pass at seven you know you could switch up and go to a different park for the day and then maybe you go to hollywood studios another day and trying to get rise of the resistance again because if you haven't ridden it, 
you got to while you're there. So do all you can, watch YouTube videos or whatever, research, Google, what you need to do to make sure you have the best opportunity to get that Rise of the Resistance boarding pass because you have to have that boarding pass to get on the ride. And it's worth it. I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're totally immersed in Star Wars. And like I've said in the past, there's just some amazing pieces to this ride. Um, some of them are just breathtaking. When you walk onto a Star Destroyer and you look out into space and see all these stormtroopers, it's just, it's amazing. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan, I feel like it's something that you have to do, sort of ride a passage and uh, Rise of Resistance. So it's number one attraction at Hollywood Studios. So that those, those were it. That was my top Hollywood Studios. I gave you top experiences. I gave you top snacks. I gave you top resorts. I gave you top photo pass, top restaurant, top meal, uh, a little bit of a hack, and some top attractions. Hopefully, if you're planning a day at Hollywood Studios, I gave you some things to think about. Uh, I gave you what I liked, what I want to do. Everybody is different. I'm sure there's some stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, I have to go to Toy Story Mania. I don't know how. That's not number one on your list. Believe it or not, Toy Story Mania was number one on multiple people's list for Hollywood Studios for forever. It's a fun ride. But anyway, everybody is different. So tell me in the reviews. Tell me what you think You know, I got wrong or what you think is the best of those different things. Just... You know, share with me. Please, you know, give me a review. Let me know what that's like. One thing I'd be remiss without mentioning, if you go to Hollywood Studios and you haven't done this before, I highly recommend if you want to take a little bit of time, maybe, you know, 15, 30, 45 minutes out of the heat, go see Walt Disney Presents One Man's Dream. And what that is is, there is a, a walking area where you can see costumes, photos, art, um, all sorts of things that um, Disney did or how Disney create Walt Disney created Walt Disney Land and Walt Disney World. And it's kind of like a little bit of history of who he is and why he did the things that he did. Um, there's just different pieces in there. They're really cool to see. But even if you don't pay attention to that stuff, at the end, there's currently a 15-minute documentary. It's called One Man's Dream, and it talks about Walt and who he is and you know, kind of gives you a little bit of background of why he started Disneyland and you know why he wanted to create Disneyland and Disney World. It's just really good to show people kind of where, where this all came from, where Disney World came from. And it just, for me, it kind of helped progress me into wondering, you know, what was Walt about? And it led me into reading biographies about Walt Disney and really understanding his dream and his passion for people. It's a really great story. It's really short. And if you have someone that maybe is like, why do why do you want to come to Walt Disney World? Or maybe they're on the fence about Disney World. Or why do we pay all this money to come here? This just gives you a little bit of background into who he is and what he's all about. So highly recommend One Man's Dream, um, which I didn't mention that in anything else because there are better experiences, but this is just a deeper background documentary type thing. So I hope you all enjoyed today. If uh, you could please uh, rate me today, review, subscribe, do all those things that you do. Um, that would be fantastic, and I can't wait 
to talk to you all again. Thank you.